We've teased you enough, but it's time. April 17, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The OG RRLC Reggie's jersey is fucking for sale. It is for sale, and you do not want to miss it. I cannot express how much I fucking love these things. They are unreal, mate. You do not want to miss them. We've got a high thread count. We've got a big white collar. We've got the traditional V. It is three-quarter sleeve. It is everything that the fucking RRLC is put in a jersey. Everything we promised, and it's for sale. April 17, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, thereggies.com.au. I'll see you there. Get amongst it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, I didn't get Tommy's crack in. <laughs> Welcome back to the Reggies. You're here with two blokes this week. It could have been anything, but decided to have fun instead. That's right. No Tom or Quinn, just me and the big red bear. So, um, look, <laughs> bear, bear with us today because she could be at a bit wild. Yeah, and um, it's deep into silly season as well, so our mind's on a lot of other things. Yes. <laughs> but how's these three names for coming up? Kai Hamilton, Damien Oliver, Nathan Lyon. That is just a couple of big-time name drops uh, coming up this episode. With some of the great performances that I think you'll see, Kyle Hamilton has just absolutely blown me away. Um, But, yeah, no Quinn, no Tom. So I just went and hit record on everything and ran over to the mic. (laughs) Uh, Gave it a good stare down as well right in the camera. Gave the camera a big stare down. That might make a good clip. But um, how does it feel to sit in – Greatness's oh, seat. Mate, as soon as I sat down, I went, oh, I feel like my social media presence has just gone through the roof and I'm just this megastar. It took me a bit to come down, back down to earth and realise it's just, yeah. I'm just, I'm not, I'll never be. He took a selfie. Yeah. And I went, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm Sniffed nice. the chair a bit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Oh, I went to Brizzy on the weekend. How'd you go, mate? Went to... Teskey Brothers, I don't know if uh, any of the Reggies listen to them. Bit of an underground band? Nah, they're like bluesy. Oh. Yeah, they're fucking good, man. They're from Melbourne or like Victoria. Travel all over the world. Me and the missus saw them for the first time in Switzerland. Oh, prime. That was like our first concert we went to because she's loved them forever. Yep. Um, so, yeah, we went and saw them and that was our first, like when we first started dating. So yeah, it was nice. Like, Cool little full circle moment. Absolutely. They are better live than they are on record. That's like, always a good thing, oh, eh? mate. Nothing worse than when you go to a concert and it's just like shit auto-tune or they're just not really getting involved, but yeah. they can probably perform. They just, they, the two brothers just love it. And you can just tell that, like, they don't have any beers or nothing up on stage. They're just fucking musicians and they just love it. Pure man. passion. He, the main singer... 
just rips harmonica out, rips different guitars. Like there's a guitar. They called her a guitar engineer, actually. And I was like, woo up on the engineering yeah. calls. <laughs> <laughs> I think Fuck. she just tunes the guitars up for oh, them. Because yeah, like, engineer. honestly, they she's bringing them out every song, like yeah. swapping them and shit. So she'd be there tuning them. We're not knocking her job, but engineer is a bit glorified. Yeah, she's not a ginger beer. (laughs) Um, But on the way down there, fuming I was. Yeah. Because I was like, right, I'm I'm fucking busy. I'm super busy. But I was like, we need this weekend. Me and the missus, going to be prime. Um, On the way down, I'll do some work. Yep. Impossible. What the fuck is with the phone service on our roads? I know everyone knows it's there. It's not like I've just discovered yeah. that it's shit. <laughs> First time on the Bruce. But why is it so shit? It's the only country I've ever been to. It's horrible. That it's shit. It's every 50 metres, you're down to one bar 3G. It's fucking Shit insane. roads and shit service. Like, the Bruce is just shocking. You cannot do... Any work, if it's on a phone or a laptop or anything that need requires internet. No, nah, you got to download your episodes or your songs. I didn't want to watch anything. Trip. I just wanted to fucking do some work. You can't, mate. You <laughs> oh, can't. You got so 76 angry. hours of staring at pavement. And it, like I said, not a new thing. Didn't just find out, but was blowing up. It was a boil over. You were probably pissed off yeah. and stressed about a lot of shit. Traffic in the southeast too. Oh, what the fuck? We have just never fixed shocking. it. It's never, ever been fixed. No. Nah. Saturday, so we left home about 6, got to the north side of Brizzy about 11.30, and it was bumper to bumper, three lanes both ways, bumper to bumper, and I'm just going, fuck's sake. Is it our, you know, I put it, I did a bit of brainstorming, and I was like, so yes, it's a couple of Saturdays before Christmas, mm-hmm. that'd be contributing. School holidays. It was hot as fuck, so everyone was trying to get to the Goldie, I assume. Yeah. And all the sunny coast, because both ways it was fucked. Um, and then my third one, which I think I'm going to stick with, was because the public transport's so fucking shit, everyone drives. And every, every family has three cars. You either pay how much for a flight at the moment, regional, or your shit train, train yeah. trip. I mean, in Brizzy, probably all right. Like, it is all right. I've yeah. lived there. That's pretty good in there, but anywhere cities, else anywhere else shocking trying to get from city to city everyone either drives or flies mate no, I no fucking, one catches trains or buses or anything no. well i looked at flight prices for um when i go down for the second day of the gabba test mm. so day before australia day come back on the saturday or the sunday after it it's like 850 fucking dollars for mm. gladstone to brisbane yeah it's term. fucking ludicrous it is Unreal. That is a whole second year Leckie's wage down the drain. <laughs> like, I'll be stuck on the M1 and the Bruce. I'll happily be stuck rather than pay yeah. that kind of money, man. Hey, what are you taking, the Lux? Fuck no. She is not <laughs> built. The little work, man, it's not built for road trips. The only one I've done is when I picked it up on a road oh, trip. So, we actually borrowed me, my nan, bless her, borrowed her car. Didn't take the Maserati. Nah, because that thing is also not built for fucking long <laughs> trips. And the cruise has done the aircon. Got fixed, actually, today. Shout out to fucking Aces in, in town. I will not take my car to anywhere else ever again. True. Will not mention where I've taken it previously, because that's not what we do. Yeah, this but is a bit of rework, Aces, Aces in Gladstone. Take it there. Fucking champion. On old Paul. Um, so, yeah, couldn't take the cruiser, and obviously that was... Probably going to be as dear as flying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big V8 juice. Borrowed Nan's car. It was a fucking done the job. But 
You'll never guess who I saw at the Teskey Brothers. And I mean you'll never guess. Just because I've given you no hints or anything. <laughs> but it, I'm me. standing there about to get in the drink line. Bloke walks past me. I went, Oi, are you Dallas Johnson? <laughs> and he no was like, way. He looked back and I went, Are you? Like, just <laughs> not loud. So everyone's heard. And he just gave me the nod. And I was like, <laughs> Fucking love you, mate. And then as he was walking off, I went, Don't get knocked out. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so I bet you he wasn't expecting to see people there that knew him, I reckon. No, well, it's been a long time. Like, yeah. Very, I wouldn't say casuals, but like, I'd say it's been, what, 10, 15 years since he put on the Maroon jersey. No, has it been that long? I don't know if it's been that long. He was the lock. Yeah, like he was. When we started the big yeah. dynasty, he was all, he yeah. was at He was in the pack. So, yeah, could have been that long. But anyway... Saw him there. I don't think the Teskey Brothers cool. is the kind of crowd where people would notice him. That's what I'm getting yeah. at. Yeah. So it was, I don't know, he probably walked off doing a little <laughs> yeah. head shake. Did he say to you, oh, my God, are you Groper from the Reggies real quietly? <laughs> no, he said, are you Tom Dales, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um, Merry fucking Christmas, too, yeah, to everyone. Yeah, legends. Um, we cannot thank you enough for the year. It's been Surreal and overwhelming, really, the support we've got. Absolutely. Still got to pinch myself about it, so I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. We're going to be back on the 27th, though. Yep. Day two of the Boxing Day test. We'll record, sorry, on the 27th, and we'll release an episode for you on uh, next Thursday. Yep. So, big, uh, big week recap of Chrissy Boxing Day. Yeah. Plenty to dribble about. Yeah. Hopefully but, we've batted all day. Oh. For two days, sorry, we've batted. You know, and uh, we're away. But, Fucking oath. Um, someone asked me, uh, what, a couple of days ago? They said, oh, I don't know why, but they're interested in us apparently. Yeah. <laughs> said, um, how do you all know each other? Like me, oh. you, me, you and Tom. And I was like, sorry. He said, sorry if you've said it before, but I, you know, just want to know. And I said, so I won't harp on too much about yep. it. But Tom's been uh, my best mate since we were like three or four years old. We went to all schooling together, like from kindy all the way through. Both got apprenticeships, um, did a bit of travelling, but we've literally done everything together. Played footy and cricket and all the sports together. Um, I spent, in total, I would have spent months and months at his parents' property. Yeah. Out at the farm there. River Ranch. River Ranch, driving fucking quads and driving rockets you through fences. Yeah. <laughs> all sorts of shit. He probably doesn't shit. know that. Um, <laughs> My oldest mate by a long way. And then, yeah, met Jace a couple of years ago when I started a new job and he'd just started his apprenticeship. So, yep, yep he's uh, my apprentice at work. Yeah. Second well, year, turning third. We kind of became mates off the back of Tom. Oh, yeah. Like, I knew Tom. Calliope is a small town. You know everyone. And through Roosters and playing footy, Rocket coached me and my brothers in footy. Yeah. Joe, his old girl, was my teacher and she's good mates with my old girl. So just like small It's all inbreeding. Yeah, it's a big inbred town. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, the first day I met you at work was when Tommy and Cam started to take off a bit with Alpha Blokes. And I saw like a thumbnail for their episode and it was this bloke I'd met half an hour ago. It's your big dome. And I just went, oh. There you go. You oh, when boys. I yeah, when I did me. Ep- you just came back from episode, yeah. Sweden. Yep, yep, yep. You're yep. fresh back in Oz. Yeah, and then we, me and Jace, obviously work with him, but 
we um, got along because we both know, not heaps, we know something about pretty well most sports. Yeah, it was always Like a real new. little something we know <laughs> about it. We know heaps about lots of sports, but we know something about most. It'd be the most random sport we'd talk about, yeah. water polo championship. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd just go, oh, that was our common ground. Yeah. It was, the first one was Premier League. We were in the yeah. elevator and you had the Champions League semi-final like playing through. Yeah, playing I was like, on the Oh, on and that the was like a bit of common ground, talking about school and that. And then, yeah, every sport. We'd talk about. We'd be sitting there trying to talk to the lads about something, and they'd be like, "Oh, who's playing tonight?" And I'm like, I don't know. Ask Jace. He'll fuck Jace. Be like, yeah, Broncos <laughs> yeah. Storm, seven thirty kickoff. Or we, Gropa, who's uh, who's playing this Sunday? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, we were the sports analysis of the crew. So then that's how um, when uh, Tommy and I sort of said, "Oh, let's do a sports podcast." Who else could we get? Oh, I know a bloke. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. But yeah. anyway, well, that kind of like summarizes that. You talk about fucking pinch yourself moment in the whole year. Like, well, I still look back sometimes in a year ago, the whole idea of a podcast was like, it'd be fucking cool to do. Mm. But it's something that takes a lot more than you think to get into place, mm. put into place. And Don't to, we know it. Yeah. <laughs> and to look back on 2023, it is definitely a pinch yourself moment to go, if you told me a year ago, we'd be in the spot we're in right now. Yeah, exactly. Dreaming. It's been unreal. But Shout out nice. to... Um, Tom, too, obviously with his other show, Alpha Blokes, he has literally just nailed that whole fucking niche market that Absolutely. was missing in the podcast game. So Absolutely. Big congrats to him and um, obviously Cameron as well. He's one of my mates, but Tom's part of this show. So, yep. um, yeah, fucking can't wait to catch up with them all over Chrissy. New Year's should be prime. Just one little shout-out to ourselves as well, and it's thanks to the fucking listeners when uh, Spotify did their 2023 wrapped kind of thing for podcasts, mm. we made the top 10 in Oz for most anticipated podcasts. Yes, that is correct. So you just pounded us into the core of the earth and when we first took off and it shows. And that had nothing to do with me and you. No, it was all the <laughs> mega star whose chair I sit in. It was all the Meg, in. yeah. <laughs> the Meg. Yeah. You're actually in both megastars chair. I know. Because he got, sits yeah, there. Yeah, do it and Tommy's chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, 18th man Voting commenced Monday Look, the sorry You've been waiting for A little it. bit later than I promised But um, I think it's clear who's receiving the jersey mm-hmm. Scaly Graham, 80% of the vote um, Now, it doesn't do it justice for me to sit here and just say Yeah, you won So I'm going to read out the whole Fucking spiel again. The resume's. The resume. No, just his. Oh, just his. So, his young fella sent it in. Scott Graham has nominated his dad. I'm just going to start from the top. So, have a nomination for the RRLC. It's not me. I do pretty well on the piss drinking and pie consumption, but no real ability to speak of. So, he gets what we're after straight away. However, my old man, I believe, ticks the boxes for the Reggie nom. On-field accomplishments. Now, I just want to point out here, the on-field accomplishments is uh, five dot points and the off-field accomplishments is about 25 dot points. So oh, that's good ratio. Perfect ratio. <laughs> on-field accomplishments. Played in the QRL in the 70s and 80s. Actually had some ability. Won a few premierships as a player. He coached from A's to C's and juniors, etc. Post-playing career. 
Played under two different names in two different teams in the same comp back in the early days. Kicked a penalty conversion from about 60 out. I reckon there might be some mayo on that one. That was from his own son. (laughs) Off field. Keep in mind this is the 70s and 80s and back end of the 90s. So that's the opening dot point. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little discretion advised. Bashed a copper (laughs) for pulling him over. Drink driving after a game. <laughs> when the sergeant came to see him a few days later and asked why he did it, he basically said, because he's tried to stop me from driving. He says, I can't do this story justice. The full yarn is top notch. <laughs> oh, that's fucking Got fun. signed by a club, terrible trainer. Coach pulled him up about it and like a true Reggie, he replied, did you get me here to train or play? Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. His nickname is a great yarn. At the pub in Innisvale, I believe... He had a frog in his mouth, scared someone with it, so they come back later and threw a snake at him. He bit the fucking thing in half and threw it back at them. That's why his nickname's Scaly. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like a true pisshead, when he retired, he bought a pub. Nice. <laughs> Great retirement Got admitted plan. to hospital on Christmas for gout. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor thought injury. maybe from drinking. Asked about his consumption. He said he had about a carton. (laughs) Doc said carton a week. That's not bad. Dad pulled him up and said, fucking carton a week, (laughs) carton a day. (laughs) (laughs) He had a rule though, no drinking till 4pm, but any time after that you wouldn't see him without a beer. Never smoked or did any drugs though. He just, I don't know why he's put that in there. Yeah, (laughs) didn't have to tell us that. (laughs) Um, Bought a booze bus. Perfect for the pub, but better for Goldfield, Ashes trips and many other social gatherings. Organiser of social cricket games. Rules were drink first and some cricket got played after. Nice. <laughs> One of my fondest memories as a kid playing footy growing up. I was about 10. I was filling in for the year above. Brothers on the team. Dad's the coach. Right on half time, I made a cracker of a tackle. Body on the line. Try saver. And I cried my ass off. Dad's halftime speech to the under-11s, give or take, was fucking get in there and have a go. Scott's the only one that's made a tackle, but it's but he fucking ruined it by sooking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he's got many more stories like that, sum him up as a worthy nomination, which it fucking 100% did. Fucking oath. What he's typed he reckons doesn't do it justice, but yes, he'd like to nominate his old man. So he said, what do you reckon, boys? It's, that's um, that's his non-part, blah, blah, blah. He said he's got a thousand stories, all no mayo about this tough cunt. <laughs> Everything he says, take it as gospel. He doesn't lie, just doesn't need to, just that old school mentality. Um, he's finished it off with, uh, he said, you know, the poor old fella's riddled with dementia and confined to a wheelchair in a nursing home now, but they were the days... Regardless if this gets read, read out or not, thank you guys for prompting me to talk about my old man. Like, that's, t- yeah, that's talk about him and talk to him about this. So that's he's gone awesome. and spoken to him, which I just love that bit. Fucking it was hell. awesome going to have a chat uh, to him about this and fact check my memory and, and reminiscing. Uh, that was the end of that email. And then he quickly sent me another one immediately after. And I remember, and he goes, Fuck, I can't believe I left this out. I was born via cesarean. The date was planned, Monday, September 12. Dad looked at the calendar. Nope, can't do that date. Mad Monday. <laughs> he was coaching and his team were playing the Sunday before. 
My birth got pushed back two days. All the boys came up to the room, broke the door down, stole flowers from some other chick. <laughs> Mum got moved to a bigger room. Dad's team won 20 to 18. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, How good. Uh, Scotty Graham, we'll get in touch. Your old boy is the RILC's 18th man, and that was a fucking great nomination. Fucking oath. I just remember reading that out going, no one's beaten this. No way. The other three noms that were on the um, voting schedule, though, great fucking great great additions. You just would have made great additions to the team. And it's just, um, it's a fucking hard team to get into. It is. It is. And that is a decorated resume and yeah. honourable mentions. I think a lot of people had in the back of their mind, you can't go past marrying the canteen lady. Yeah. But to have a resume like that. I think after achieve, hearing that, they'll be happy. Absolutely. They'll be happy it's, We were looking for someone who epitomises this fucking show. And from the first sentence... You knew that Scotty understood yeah. what we're all about. He knew what Scaly we wanted. Knew as well. And he knew he wasn't it. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he nominated his dad. Absolutely. And it's brought a fucking special moment for them two together as well, which is 100%. awesome. We've, so. um, we've actually uh, – there was a few dad nominations, you know? Yeah. It was good. Boys. And we've said many times that that was the Reggie era, wasn't it? It was. 70s and 80s. That was the Reggie era. That was like – if you looked at the stock – of Reggie's, like a big chart over the years. Yeah. It was peaking. Like yeah. 80s, it was peaking. It was like Reggie's. the baby boomer phase. It was. Whenever. Absolutely. <laughs> the Reggie boomer. Which what makes it even more special now because it's hard to find Reggie's as yeah. many. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back 100%. then it was. I reckon they'd be out there, but there's just too many fucking phones out there to film. Yeah. So exactly you right. You can't do anything. No, you can't. Anyway. But on your scaly. That's on your scaly, you've done it. The, uh, the jersey mate. order. May or may not be in, boys. It may or may not be in. So today, emails are going back and forth on finalising it. Like We've finalised numbers and we've finalised design. Just waiting for invoice, pay, bang. They will start getting made. It's a fucking... And that is all... That's fucking hot off the press. That's all just happening today. I'm yep. just waiting for that invoice to pay it and then boom, they're Start in, getting in production. Start horny, Reggie's, because you're going to want this on your fucking back come footy season. Yeah. It is probably the best jersey. I know we talked up the baggy reg is the best hat. This is the best jersey. I think that's lived up to its name. And it has. And we, <laughs> we can't stop producing this awesome memorabilia. And I say memorabilia, not merch. They're um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> they're still there too. If you just want a baggy reg for summer. Fucking oath. Perfect Christmas present. Jump like on reggies.com.au. Grab one. Protect your dome. Now, the sport, Jace. Yes. I'm starting at the top here. Kai fucking Hamilton. That is where we start. Mackay boy just won the national rodeo finals over in the U.S., Got to be up there with one of the toughest performances you'll see, like bar zero. Yep. He won a couple of early rounds and was on track to clinch his first um, title. And in round five, fucking what we all thought was catastrophe had struck and he was flung from a bull named Marga. Don't, I think that's how you say it. They probably say Mega over there. Yeah. Marga. If you've seen the footage, it's fucking hectic. He's... Proper does like a 720 off this thing, lands flat on his face. Like, oh, gets stretched off, taken to a nearby trauma center, 
Treated for concussion, broken rib, and bruised lung. Wow. That's it, right? You're going all over. Better luck next year. Yep. We'll come back, try again. Nana! He gets back. He walks out of hospital at 7.30, 8 a.m., around that time the next morning. Gets told, if you want to stay in the comp, you have to ride one today and another one tonight. After he previously was told you can ride them both in the night session. And he went, well, if you're going to fucking play this game... I'll just answer to the bell, he reckons. Oh. And he gritted his teeth and said, let's fucking go. Round six and seven belong to him. And this has got to be one of our greatest sporting moments ever. Because that there, holy. I know they're tough, them cowboys, but yeah. fuck, man. That's a different fucking level of tough. How? Like, one, you've got the injuries still there, but the mental side of it oh, as well. Absolutely. To get thrown off that thing and then get back on it. Basically, it was the next day. Yeah. So the hospital, he, do you reckon he would have slept? Surely like, not. He would have been getting heaps of shit done. He slept in the fucking arena, I'll tell yeah. you that much. <laughs> but, oh, man. That's I a just, different level of mental toughness. Like I said, how many people just count themselves out? You know, I'll look yeah. after me, body. Yeah. He's just going, I'll come back next year. That. Oh, mate. Oh, what a fucking champion, man. That is champion status right there. Absolutely. He is fucking... Going to get captain of the week. <laughs> he has to. Sorry, Keto. You'd almost, <laughs> yeah. if you had to tip the whole card at Bowen, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of the great punting performances, but um, I think Kai might take this one off. Just um, a sneak peek. So, yeah, fucking massive congratulations shout to out him. To Kai. Big shout out. Um, now, you want to have a yarn about a couple of big NRL signings in the last oh, couple of days? Huge. So, Luai. Going to Tigers. Yep. $6 million over five years. Would have been silly if he didn't do it, eh? Silly if he didn't do it. Yeah. So that is any fucking... He's obviously going to be probably halfback and he'll be at the... I didn't know the, that. Oof. Well, Luke Brooks is gone now. Yeah. And I think if you're paying someone that much kind of money, he'll either play 5A, but he'll be the... Front, like he'll be the lead man. That's I reckon fine. he'll he will play the, the role of Munster or try yeah. to. Yeah, well, he's at running five eight. Yeah, he'll play five eight still, but he'll be like the main man, which yeah. is what Munster is. Let's be honest. Yep, hundred percent. I think personally is not worth that kind of money, Mm-mm. which is why no way he this, which is why he'd be silly not to take that kind of money. The Tigers 100%. could actually be something in the next few years. New board coming in. Yeah. A good, talented squad, but they just haven't been able to produce much. Benji could be a fucking masterclass of a coach. Yeah. But, yeah, I think Luai is – he'd be stupid not to take that money, man. But he's spent his whole career – well, I think he's going to be in for a bit of a rude shock is he's spent his whole career under Nathan Cleary pretty much. Yeah. As – he hasn't been that leading half, you know, the main man in yeah, that spine. Yeah, I, I really don't think they're going to want him to do that. That's, I don't. Yeah, I just think his game is too reliant on just, you know, let uh, Cleary just run the fucking show. Yeah. And the way he sets up that structure where Luai can kind of – he's a good 5'8". He's a great run in 5'8". Yeah. But I think this is going to be a bit too much pressure on him. I even think kind of great mind. running 5'8 is a bit of a stretch for him, eh? Yeah, because he's – so inconsistent. I know I'm a, like I don't like him. It's hard to and not have complete bias about how yeah, much I hate exactly. him. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I tried to sit there and go just pretend that you don't not like him yeah. so much. <laughs> and yeah, I still just think oh, I, I don't think know. the right price tag 
that any club should have paid for him was eight hundred. Mm. The way that, that seems the market, to be the number, eh? That, yeah, the way the market is at the moment, I think eight hundred is fair. Yeah, for the way eight hundred a season, but yeah, that's yeah crazy big money. But I think a side who have so. You don't know actually who's going to play halfback for him in 2025 either. That's exactly so, like, what I mean. You just don't know. But nah, good on him. He'll link up with Appy Corusau again. Yeah. So they've got a good squad coming through. If they I can think, get um, because that Jareen Buller, he's going to be a good fullback man. Absolutely. So I you've got your one, you've got your six, you've got your nine. If they can just fucking find a halfback, a decent halfback, they will build around. It's, that It'll spine. be a solid spine. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you looked at Luai's like. Achievements, just team based, and three premierships, couple of origins, a World Cup final with Smoa. Mm. Like that on paper goes, wow, if he's oh. a 5 8, let's throw big money at him. I think Tigers I just had enough in the bank and they were panicking yep. that they weren't going to find someone to replace Luke Brooks, who is wasn't anything fucking special for nah, him. But, but he will win the Dell M this year. Well, yeah. What's his name? <laughs> Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Ritchie yeah, was it? Dean I Rich. forgot his name already. Yeah. Um, but someone who have nailed the signing, in my opinion, after his season last year, Sharks. was uh, the Sharks signing Adjipanua Blake. Massive. I'm not sure on the figure of it. I'll, um, I'll Google it now. But that is, I think as soon as he said he wanted to leave New Zealand. Weird. What's going was, on there? I'm not too sure. They've just played a prelim. The whole country was behind them. So weird. But anyway. But yeah, that's a he's gonna fit into that Sharks forward pack already, which is pretty dominant. Yeah. And they're like well balanced, I think. But yep. um yeah, good on him. That's a huge pickup for Sharks. Yeah. I think uh so yeah, we're happy for him, but we're going yeah. fucking old mate doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I think a lot of clubs were eyeing off for Noah Blake too. Yeah. And that's what you want, eh? He, so your manager can just go, mm, nah, we won't take that. Yeah. We'll take this. I was a bit horny at one point thinking he was coming to the Bronx. I was like, ooh, Capewell's gone. Maybe a bit of cap space freed up with Flegler and Farnworth. But no, you can't say horny and Capewell in the same sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, but fuck speaking it of um, big signings, Jace, Starkey and Cummins. Um, big numbers. Big coin in the IPL. Starkey went for... 4.42 million Aussie and Camo went 3.3 or something like that. Yep. Now, here's why I like the Starkey story. Hasn't played IPL since 2015. Chose, that's eight years. That's a long time. A long that's time. That's a lot of money to miss. Yep. Because they would have taken him every year just for that one fucking in-swinging Yorker he can bowl. Yeah. And The last time I remember him playing was, um, was it Holder? Where he bowled the ball as Holder walked off and he fucking threw the bat back at him. <laughs> and the bat got stuck yeah, in his hand. If it didn't, he was gone. Yeah. Stark, he was so out. he's put his country, his missus, and his family first for eight years. So fucking good on him, he rec- I reckon. Oath. He deserves every bit of that. Eight years, you get rewarded like that. Um, absolute chump change in comparison to what we are about to mention. That sort of coin. This is big. Show high. Shohei, Shohei, I think. Shohei Atani. Revolutionising baseball. Do not let me fool you there. He, We're not big baseball guys, but... He is literally he is, yeah, I've seen a bit elite over the plate and on the mound. Now, I'm the same, not big on baseball, but he's he pitches and hits like an elite player. 
that is good at one of those things. Yeah. Right? And he does it both. Like, it's never been seen before. Yeah. At this level. Like, he's a war- he would be a walk-up start into any of those major league sides in either of those positions, let alone both. Yep. Like, his averages are insane. Yeah, like you said, revolutionary. So, revolutionary. $700 million US over 10 years. That's a fucking billion dollars. That's insane. Aussie. Remember what I said contract in history. last week about a million, the difference between a yeah. million and a billion? How a million seconds in time is 11 days and a billion seconds is 31 years. <laughs> that is the difference we are talking here. You're setting up your, like, grandkids yeah. and grandkids' kids. Oh, yeah. It's, it's generational money. Like, Absolutely. And the, the thing that he's done... Uh, yeah, so this can just pay me three million a year. Yeah, two or three million a year. Until and once his contract's done, and then they'll pay him, I think it's like 680 million. Over the, the over next another 10. 10 yeah. yeah. Because I think he's doing it so. That's US. I yeah. Think. So the Dodgers can still sign other players. Yeah. But what it took me a couple of days to kind of realize if any of you are slightly soccer fans, I'm sure you would have seen how much money Chelsea has spent. It's the same owner. The Dodgers owner is the Chelsea owner. This will boil your piss because of financial fair play. Oh. But that's what it is. this bloke, Todd Bowley, I think. You know, it'd be he yeah. is not afraid to splurge. No, and he so has done so. That Abramovich, he sold it, did he? Abramovich was it, because of the whole Ukraine and Russia thing, and he yeah. was Russian, so they had to pretty well like kick him. They out. sanctioned him, but yeah. I thought was he only like a part owner of Chelsea or something? Abramovich, or did he sell it? I he sold it. He sold it. Yeah, right. okay. he sold it to sold Todd it to this player. Yeah, okay. Fucking hence hell. why they've gone and spent so much because he's just some yank. Yeah, that came in and just went, oh fuck, let's just buy players. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake! It's another big. How did they have that much money? It's wild. It's so crazy. It's such like a fucking you know return on investment kind of thing. How long will it take to earn that money back? Ah. Oh. So that's the thing. Like when he retires, I think they they know how much of a market he is. Mm. Like how much? Obviously, someone's yep. done the figures. They didn't yeah. just throw a billion just Aussie go, at Fuck it. it. We'll just give oh, we'll have a punt <laughs> <laughs> this week on the Dodgers All In Multi. Yeah, <laughs> we're throwing a billion. <laughs> oh, so are they banking that they're going to make so much money in the next ten years that they can afford to pay him a hundred so. million? Uh, or whatever it is, seventy million a year. Yeah, they'd be doing. They're pretty like I know. Sorry if you're going to call me a casual. I'm not even a casual baseball fan here. I see ESPN <laughs> and like Sports Center posting shit. Yeah, but Dodgers have a pretty like star-studded lineup already. So they've got Todd's obviously got the money to throw it at him. But yeah, they're going to win a that. couple. They're going to win a couple World Series. Is that That's what, they what they're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the like. So their bank. It is a punt. At it's the a end of the fucking day, fucking punt and a half. Imagine a he goes out there and snaps his ACL. Oh, he in, has had a couple of injuries. I yeah, read. he spent a lot of time recently out with yeah. injuries. That's why oh, I was like, I haven't Christ. seen this bloke in years. But <laughs> he still will make. I think I saw he'll still make fifty mil a year based oh, off just his in, endorsements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is obviously so. He's like, oh, I guess I'll just take two million off yours. Yeah. Can you imagine if he was one hundred and fifty mil a year? <sighs> It's crazy money. Wild. What do you do with that kind of fucking money? Yeah. I hope he has a good manager or a shit one if yeah. he wants to have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and while we're on the fucking topic. Of big money. I know. Oh, it's a bit late, but John Rahm, 
um, signing for Liv that. for that stupid contract as well. See, I read a few different things on how much money it was, and there was a bit of a variance there. So, what do you see? Well, one said nine hundred. The other one said anywhere from four hundred to nine hundred million. We're talking. Yeah. So I'm like, that's a big range, four hundred to nine hundred. That is a huge. <laughs> can we fucking half a bill? Narrow that down yeah. a bit. Um, but he can fuck off though, because, and this is uh, he's reneged from last year. This is a almost a direct quote. Yep. Shotgun three days. Shotgun start. He means which means they everyone starts at the same time on a different hole for people who don't play golf. Shotgun start three days is not a tournament that has with no cut. It's that simple. I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going for hundreds of years. Would I would it change my lifestyle if I got 400 million? No, it would not change one bit. Truth be told, I could retire right now with what I've made and live a very happy life. One and year ago, the shark went have almost a bill. Have 900. Yeah. There's it's like I, I can't blame him for going. No, but just don't but say exactly. anything. Exactly. Don't from the start, don't just go back on your word. Imagine Rory. At Rory the would be the biggest <laughs> fucking cuck in oh all God. of golf I if have he went to So live. much respect for him for what he's done over the last year. Yeah. And if he broke my heart and done that and went wow, to live, man. I would not trust anything anyone well, ever says again. Everyone already calls him a bitch because of the, the Ryder Cup thing. Yeah, Ryder Cup yeah. and the league that he wanted to start with Tiger. That, like, fucking virtual league where they're in the stadium. Have you seen oh, that? Nah. He wanted, him and Tiger wanted to start this league and everyone was saying, oh, you hypocrite. Yeah, you were right. the PGA Tour board member. Mm. But I feel for Rory because he tried to, like, hold down as much as he could. But if you can throw I know. It swarmed in over him. And now yeah. he's fucked. He can't take the big coin. <laughs> no, he can't. But, like, Tiger turned down a billion from yeah. live, but Tiger would have made Tiger, yeah. two billion. Tiger don't need over to. His, he doesn't need to. Imagine what the PGA'd be paying him just to attend shit. Yeah. He'll play because of how much of a draw card he is. He'll just come to the Masters and people will watch. Yeah. Like people yeah. who don't even watch golf want to watch yeah. Tiger. Oh, but Ram, John Ram, like I don't know, man. That is nine hundred. I just think the Saudis that are investing that much money, there is no way. When I talk about return on investment like it was with like that show, hey. Yeah, with the baseball. Wait, surely you're not making that much money back. Live is big, but I'm yet to sit down and watch. Yeah, some me live. neither. I'll watch like a few majors and any big tournaments, like, yeah, a few hours here and there, but I've never sat down and gone, oh, fuck yeah, Live Singapore's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's a great point. It's no way that they are bringing in enough money. It's like the Saudis are just, this is their pocket change, and they've just gone, it we is, can fucking man. afford it. Who cares if that's what it's going to be to get. It's just branding. As they won't even that, make them money. It just will make them look good. That's crazy how that's just changed, eh? So quickly. Ugh, Golf hell. changed so fucking quickly. I think they're onto something with the whole shotgun thing. Because if everyone yeah. starts at the same time, you're probably going to get it done in about four, four and a half hours, maybe five hours. Yeah. And I can sit down and watch a whole day's test cricket, no dramas. Absolutely. You know, so this is the same sort of concept. You got five five hours, maybe you know five and a half, six, um, if it's a slow day, and everyone's finishing at the same time, and it's you know I think they're onto it, but I just fucking hate how the, how much money is being thrown. Yeah, I think I, I don't anyway. like how Ram just went back in his words. He's like no amount of money, but obviously there is a certain amount of money. Like, players <laughs> yeah, like Brooks Kepka 
Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, all that that went, they were like they just pulled the trigger they immediately. Just went, yeah, just went. That's I don't fine. Know, why would I not take this money? I'll just <laughs> play a few fucking rounds of golf a year, come dead last, and I'm still getting paid hundreds of millions. Yeah, exactly. I don't like the shotgun start because you can't watch different players at different times. Yeah, like everyone's playing at the same. They time. They just put the highlights on. Yeah, you got to watch certain yeah. little highlights. You don't get to watch like. But I just mean I think they're onto it with the whole watching it on TV thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they're doing well. Like they're making it more. F- fun and appealing I that's guess. right it's not so you look at the party hole that yeah. they do and all that like the one at adelaide yeah they had a hole in That'll one that was awesome huge chase capco yeah that was probably. we were there in adelaide but not actually at the golf city would have been buzzing <laughs> yeah oh, it was awesome mate unreal loved it but um test cricket we're moving to a bit of test cricket um mm-hmm. like we said couldn't have played out more like what we said, Pakistan will play some good sessions, and they did. Day two, session two and three, probably, and even the first session on that day two probably belonged yeah. to them. They played very well, but they just you cannot sustain it against absolute beasts of teams like Australia in Australia. No. Nah. Same as India in India. Like, it's just it's so fucking hard task. to sustain and play that well session after session after session because it's fucking brutal. It wasn't just like the good sessions. Some of their their first bowling session was... Oh, it was ropeable. It was so bad. They came out <laughs> and just had their best, Sean Afridi, just had fucking nothing. Yeah. He was bowling pies. Good like, on old mate for taking six for though. Yeah, he was the debutant, debut. wasn't it? Unreal. Good on him. I think Pakistan surprised me with their... Um, first batting innings because mm-hmm. they were actually just well, stonewalling and doing. They surprised me. Surprised me on that. Those two sessions. Yeah, like, but we knew they were going to have a couple of good sessions. I just, I didn't expect them to um, only go in two down after the day no, two. That's but what then, I was talking about. Yeah. They end up getting skittled straight yep. away the next morning, and then all F eighty odd, eighty odd. Yeah, that was that, was that's, a, yeah, that that's is not. Be. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> that is not good going into Melbourne. No way. You don't want to be coming off the back of that. But the one excuse they got is that pitch was getting very bad. Yep. That was a, <laughs> that was a perfect Perth pitch. Yeah, I loved it. And that's what the curators said. They're like, we're making an old school whacker pitch. Yeah, right he here. said they were going to try and take it as far as they could yep. without it being, you know, over the dangerous. top dangerous. Yep. <laughs> but I was getting there. Pakistan have lined up a... Two-day match against some of the Aussies that aren't in the Big Bash. Oh, yeah. Pukowski, Marcus Harrison, that. So I think they're trying to get a bit of preparation in yep. for the MCG, which is probably needed. They should fair. probably um, try and bat for the two days. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> I don't – yeah, I mean, that debutant, well done to him. I think he was bowling mid-130s or so. Yeah, it's like it wasn't – it wasn't um, express, but it wasn't slow. That's, you know, Josh That's Hazelwood. stock standard for pace, yeah. Yeah, he bowls around that. Um, but I just think you need that one bowler in Australia that's bowling 140. You do. You Just just it's that number. Just, just to ball after ball, as you're batting, if your eyes glance at the scoreboard and you keep seeing 140 all day, you know it's sharp enough, you know? I think every bowling cartel needs someone around that yeah. 140, 150. And every successful cartel does. Yeah. Have that And has. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Big moment from was Gaz's fight. Yeah. Absolute legend. I mean, only three Australians have taken 500. And as soon as you are getting mentioned in the same sentence as Shane Warne and Glenn McGrath, you're a fucking legend no matter what happens from here or what has ever happened. It's kind of like 
not crept up on me, but obviously you go, Gaz is our greatest off spinner ever. That's no, oh, yeah. no question. But you go, wow, when you really think about him and how long he's played to be up in that category I of know. bowling, it fucking surprises you. It feels like he just does his bit. Does his bit every, every time. time. And then all of a sudden he's taken 500 wickets. And go, it's oh, like, I've just holy. missed all of them and he's just here. <laughs> Some fucking like great wickets over the years. That one he took at Adelaide, the... Um, Corton, oh, he's taken some Cor- great Corton bowls. Jeez, that was fucking hard for me to get out. <laughs> um, yeah, he but has taken some magic Corton bowls. Great bowl, I just think does that, he um, every time. But um, the one I've watched, I would have watched this bowling performance. Well, oh, let's say I don't like saying a thousand times because that's not true. <laughs> so, like a, <laughs> a, an actual amount of times, probably like between thirty and forty on YouTube. Yeah. When he took that seven far um, straight after Phil Hughes had passed away. Yeah. And it was the last day. And Virat Kohli almost won the game for India. Scored 100. And we had to bowl him out in the last day and he took seven far. That was I've watched that fucking that many times. The highlights great, of that test. Great innings. 14-15, I think. 2014-15. Yeah, it would have been about that. Yeah. Um, great series, that. Great series. That was very competitive. Steve Smith scored 400s in four tests and Coley did the same thing. That was when Smudge started to hit like yeah. his best since Bradman form. Yeah. And it was fucking exciting to watch. Yeah. Yeah, good on you, Gaz. Good on you, Gaz. <clears throat> very illustrious company. Um, Thank fuck the UFC, Colby lost to Leon Edwards. Yeah. Because fuck he is a fuck. grub, man. That was oh, – I'm just going to say first here, yes, put him in the punters club. It was an absolute swing of a bet because imagine if, like, I was be able to say, I just had that tingle in my plums, like yeah. I mentioned. Like, you see Strickland's done it. A bloke who beat GSP, like, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. absolute how Marys. Not once did I ever say, I like Colby Covington. Yeah. So let's just get that well, Don't worry. I had to fucking make that, like... Yeah. I had to clear <laughs> that up with him as well. It wasn't a, I think <laughs> Colby's that. good and I love him. It was just a fucking swing. But Colby is the biggest fucking piece of shit in yeah. sports at the moment, I think. And the annoying thing is, I know it's a fucking act and he wants people to hate him because you see like Rogan and Adesanya that I've talked about, he's actually a nice bloke and they know it's an act and Colby knows he's trying to do it to be... He's a fucking piece of shit on purpose. Yeah, And he's why? a pussy. It's I'll, all right to like... I used to love when McGregor would shit talk. Yeah. You know? that's but what, it was genuine banter shit talk. Yep. And he has gone over the top. A few times, yeah. let's be honest. He said, what he say to um, Dustin, your wife's in my DMs. Yeah, baby. and like to some shit to Khabib and he would have said yep. some shit to Aldo and that as well. I but think, yeah, there's a fine fucking line. There is because I didn't want to go over the top with the Colby thing, but then the more I thought about it, I was like to say someone, say that about someone's dead dad who was not, didn't die of fucking old age. He was murdered. At 13, like, like in Leon a nightclub. was 13 years old. And he was shot. And I'm like, holy fuck me, yeah. you have just got no... Every single other fighter has come out and said, oh, that is fucked. That is yeah. the biggest like, piece of shit thing you can do and cross the oh. line. Dana and he didn't come even say like... It. No one ever really come out and say, yeah, Connor's like, you know, cross the line with that comment. Like, yeah. Yeah, he said some shit about, oh, your wife's in me DMs. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, she's not, though. 
Yeah, exactly. It was banter. And, like, he got into fuck. He would go to Aldo and got into Aldo's head yeah. about saying, like, you're going to die in Brazilian or something because Aldo yeah. couldn't understand English. But to just sit there and say, we'll see your dad in hell. Yeah, when we go there, when I take you there or something. Yeah, I'll take you to seventh layer of hell. We'll, see, we'll say hello to your dad when we're there. Just out of nowhere. Out of fucking nothing. Oh. And I felt so bad for Leon, but props to that motherfucker oh, yeah. for staying cool and calm and fighting the way he can, man, because I genuinely thought as soon as I saw all the clips of Colby saying that I thought, fuck, I was like, I think Colby is more of a chance to win now because... He didn't even have a go. He didn't. He, he did not have one yeah, go. I thought it was going to be an Aldo-McGregor fight. Oh, yeah. Aldo could have... He, the way he came out in that fight, the 12-second knockout, was because Connor got in his head. Oh, He came 100%. out swinging and Connor just caught him once, bang. And that was my logic was, I think Leon is just going to be fighting off pure emotion yeah. here and open himself up. But he even said, he's like, it took me a lot. You know, backstage after the press conference, I was crying. I was so angry. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, it took yeah. me a lot to bring myself back down. And he fought the way he can. And it was... It wasn't the most entertaining of fights, but he did exactly what he needed to do to retain that belt. 100%. Colby I looked thought, scared. Uh, I genuinely thought Colby yeah, looked scared. It was weird, eh? The whole time it was like, oh, Colby's stamina. He usually is so aggressive because he tries to get up and grapple, and he didn't do anything till the fourth, fifth round. See his leg? Yeah. Oh, So bruised. I, hate I don't have a fucking scratch on me. It's the best I've ever felt. Yeah. Nose bleeding. Yeah. Did you see him walking, walking after? Walking after it with ice packs all over him, man. <laughs> Just an absolute fucking bum. Oh, he's an idiot. He should retire, I that's, think. You've had three title shots, Colby, and you've done pretty well nothing. Yeah. 35, 36, you should be in your prime. You haven't fought for two years. I don't care if you're rusty. Yeah, that's hard think, to call out too. Oh, yeah, I'll take on Darcy <laughs> and then I'll take you on, Colby. In the octagon, motherfucker. In, yeah, in a grappling match, no punching. Yeah, I've got heaps <laughs> of stamina at the moment too, so um, that'll win. Liam Wilson fucking found himself in a dog fight last <laughs> Friday. <laughs> yeah. Holy oh. man, that Jackson England was tough. He, I don't think anyone gave him one chance at all, and he almost got the win, eh? It was like 96-94. Close. It was a close fight, and um, fuck, he just kept swinging. Just swing. And I'm just going, fucking, Wilson's in a bit of shit here, but he did what he needed to do. It's so entertaining to see in a dog fight, isn't oh, it? Oh, and he had like the big cuts, deep, deep, deep. cuts. But I'm pretty sure they were from headbutts, eh? You reckon? I think they were. They kept saying headbutts. I was actually listening with no sound, so. Um, We've just been like fucking inches of Vaseline in there too. Oh, yeah. They just kept pouring it oh, in. Oh, it makes me feel uncomfortable when I see them just yeah. fucking shoving a finger in that big gash. <laughs> just Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't intentional. <laughs> 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 oh, that was good. Um, yeah, but... Boxing Day test is next week. We've mentioned we we're going to record another sh- uh, ooh, <laughs> another show on day two of that test match. We'll record it then, release it the next day. Yep. But one thing I've got to mention, I think we have a couple of times, but the World Championship of Darts is on. Oh, so um, it's at the Alley Pally over Christmas, New Year, every year. 
it's always at the Alley Pally, which is this massive big fucking hall on the north side of London. I used to live right near it and would run around the – it's a big parkland type setup. Yep. used to run around it all the time and I've peered in there that many times and they have like big concerts and DJ events there but nothing will compare to seeing that joint full noise – when someone hits a fucking nine data or something. Mate, like, it is something else. When you get up in the morning, throw the darts on because it'll always be on. If you're up at, you know, four, five, fucking six, whenever you get up for work, just put the darts on while you're fucking having brekkie or something because it's just great viewing. The crowd is enough for you to just sit back and watch yeah. and just be And there's something about, like, watching darts and it's because it's like happening so quick so quick and everything's happening and this is happening that's happening it's so easy to just get into it fucking fucking awesome um reggie sport too oh so reggie Reggie sport fuck man i'm just waiting for the day that someone just you know how they got the little cups of water that they all go to yeah you know why I reckon that is? Why? Because they're so used to going and having a sip of beer. Yeah. They do it every fucking time. It's muscle time, memory. Man. It is. <laughs> it's muscle memory. And how hard would it to not be just want to pound beers and to call the yeah. earth when everyone in the crowd is just blind? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That There's crowd, a few the wankers they, too. Yeah, there would be. Like the uh, throwing the darts. Oh, I thought you were talking about the crowd. Nah, there'd be plenty of wankers. Yeah, that does was no idea. That'd be full. <laughs> but of the pommy actual fucking players. There's um, Gerwin Price, fuckhead. Absolute what? They don't fuckhead. like the crowd or something. They just want to be real. Locked oh, he's in just a just... wanker. Like, yeah, he wore headphones one time, like earmuffs on. headphones, because he was trying to block out the crowd. It's not fucking golf or tennis. Because mate. he's a dickhead. The crowd fucking, you know, yeah, play off for him. Yeah. yeah. So he's just like, if he throws a dart and hits his double and wins the leg, he just does the big fucking, come on, like oh, every time, just on. absolute wanker. So hopefully he's lost already. The Colby of <laughs> darts. <Yeah. laughs> no shit talk though. No. Be a hard sport to sledge. Yeah, imagine if they had some fucking press conferences before the darts, all the boys <laughs> lining up. <laughs> But they actually do um, – there is little things you can do. Like mm. that girl in Price has been in a um, few little altercations during matches because he's standing too close to old mate. Like really? behind him while he's – while it's his throw. Just his presence. While just... it's his um, opponent's throw. He yeah. like stands right up behind him and you're just like, mate, just fucking stand back. Woo up. Like bloody hell. It's probably one of the only sports where – it's literally on you. Yeah. Like, there's none of this fucking Can't blame getting weather. in your head, blah, blah, blah. You're in your own head for yep. sure. There's been plenty of blokes not win because they would have hit that number a million times, but they're in their head. But anyway. Um, It'd be, they'd probably do it. Do they do like a pro-am with like some celebrities for darts? Because oh. surely that would be fucking cool to see. Yeah, but fuck, cunt, darts is that hard. Yeah. It'd It'd go a few pub brawlers getting in there just trying to <laughs> yeah. throw them, just playing a bit around the world. Like, it's hard to do what they do, I mean. Like yeah, hit triple 20 after triple 20. Imagine the amount of hours they've spent in a pub before yeah. they were professional. Fuck, yeah. Rolling up. I love how it's go. just, yeah. I love how it's just blown up, too. Yeah. In the last few years. Social media. Seen, yeah. like, fucking videos of it. It's like, whoa. Poor old um, darts. <laughs> yeah, poor old uh, Phil Taylor. 
fill the power Taylor oh. one world championship after world championship because fucking there was no like competition for him. Yep. <laughs> and now he's all retired and everything when all the big money's around. <laughs> but anyway, poor bloke. Um, great game of Big Bash cricket at the Adelaide Oval on Tuesday night. Oh, fucking was fucking it? great game between the Thunder and the Strikers. It's one of the highest scoring. Matt Short take a bow, eighty-two of forty-one. Got him home yeah. in a, in the chase too. And, um, look, I know we shit on this country all the time, but England scored 267 in a T20 yesterday. That's unreal, man. 200 and – sorry, did I just say 27? 267 in a T20. That's fucking outrageous. Series numbers. Series is level at 2-2, five-game series. Against Windies. It's two right. all against the Windies, yeah. So Phil Salt has scored back-to-back hundreds. In 2020. Big salty. T20. Oh, pepper. <laughs> oh, Jack Pepper. <laughs> Back-to-back hundreds in T20 internationals is fucking... You're That's talking a big... A, yeah, big feat. Big feat. In game three, the Windies are up 2-0 in the series in game three. Looking to seal it. And um, Pepper goes out. <laughs> makes 109 not out of 56 balls to chase down 223 for victory. Fuck me. Like, unreal. Got it second last ball. And then backs it up with another ton. Elite from the pommy cunt. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but, yeah, that's elite. Yeah. To so, chase that down in a series where – a game where you could lose a series, go oh, down 3-0. How many teams roll over and die in that situation? And 109 not out. Well done. And then, on yeah, your pepper. Good on your pep. You fucking pommy bastard. <laughs> yeah. That's the first time we spoke positively about those cunts in, like, <laughs> Yeah. A long ever, time. If we ever have. Um, now – Squeeze of the week. Christmas is, what, six days away? You might have missed the boat for Christmas, but um, see if you can grab something in the future. Standard squeeze. Please, please support them. They are unreal. Like we said, we've never heard anyone say, do it, and go, geez, that was shit. No, (laughs) it is perfect. They're just such a fucking great, great thing that these guys have done, and... um, yeah, we just want to help them as Easy, much as we can. Convenient, cheap. Yeah, get around the people. Exactly. Get around us. It's the perfect Christmas present. You probably missed the boat there, but hey, guess what? They're still available. They are. Jump on standardsqueeze.com. Reggie fifteen. The code's still live, so um, jump on and grab your stuff. Now I've got a nomination, and this next segment that we will be going into, we'll talk about him. But I've got a nomination, and it's the Perth, the Ascot Stewards. Um, Ascot's a, a venue that they race horses in Perth. And the Perth Stewards have fined Damien Oliver for standing up on Munamek as he crossed the line the other day. In his last ever ride, he pulled off an unbelievable ride, which Wasn't I'm going to get to, um, to weave through the pack and win his last ever race and he stood up in the irons raised the whip in the air like you little beauty and the stewards find him (laughs) are you taking the piss i didn't realize until we spoke about earlier that you're not allowed to do that yeah 
But if, so fair enough if that's usually fine. But fuck me, this is one of Australia's greatest ever jockeys in his last race. A fairy tale win. Surely you can let this one slide. I could not believe it. That's I was it. like, okay, fair enough. They're sticking to their guns. And then I just went, no, actually, no fuck way. you. <laughs> that's a very good um, sniff for squeeze. I got one that was, um, or two. Colby's an obvious one. Thomas mm, Leon. For that comment. That's yeah. very squeezy. And um, the umpire with Gary's 500th. Not giving it not out. Not, just give, oh, <laughs> not out and then review. Yeah, ruin the moment a ruin bit. Ruin the moment. It? Like, surely just give it, mate. Yeah. Just give, your whole career's not on the line here. And that yeah. would have made it so much sweeter if all the boys could have just jumped on each other yeah. and watched that kind of walk. So I reckon out of those three, the two, the Colby's is just. It's not squeezy. It's just fuckheady. That's beyond, yeah, yeah. It's beyond squeeze. You don't even get, you fuck, you, yeah. yeah. You're spot on there. He doesn't deserve to yeah. be it's put way in the same category as a squeeze. <laughs> yeah. The other two, though, I like. I like it a lot. I'm I'm sticking firm with the stewards, surely. I think so. You I think those, but they're similar in a way. You're taking a bit of, like, you know, moments similar, away from yeah. glory. Oh, he wouldn't have given a fuck. How many fines do you reckon he would have got in his yeah, career? Yeah, it's pocket change. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, no, nah, but I just... Yeah, in terms exactly. of the actual fine itself, he's like, "Who gives a fuck? I'm not racing anymore." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with funny. we'll go with D Oliver, the stewards. Yeah, the stewards. The stewards sorry, yeah. not D Oliver. <laughs> he's fucking sniff for captain. Oh, <laughs> stop it. Um, speaking of captain, though, yeah, CTC, like we spoke about earlier. country trucker caps knuckles. Jump on um, his website. Great friend of the show as well. He's helped us out with um, a heap of our our merch, Absolutely. the regs, the trucker caps. You can get on there, design any hat you fucking want. And any hat you want. Get on, uh, make sure you're getting on everyone's, all our sponsors' social medias and giving them a bit of support there too, guys, if you can. Absolutely. Um, now, I just don't think we can get past Kai Hamilton here. Yeah, that's, like you say, Colby's outside the reach of squeeze. I think, Kai, if we could give him something more than a cap. <laughs> yeah. For captain of the week, like that is fucking unreal, yeah. mate. I mean, it's medal of valor kind of shit. We had, we're going to have honourable mentions because Gary took five hundred. Yep. Um, you've got uh, Keto tipping Great. five of six winners and the same at the same venue. I think it'd be hard to knock Keto back if he did the clean sweep, but oh, five yeah. from six is still that is elite. Like that is elite. elite but punting. I just. I can't see us. We can't not give it to Kai Helm. How no. do you break ribs, get concussed, and come back and win? That's like fuck something man. else. Goosebumps. Yep. So well done, Mr. On your Hamilton. Kai. Fucking oath. How good's Australia? How good is Australia? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Punting. Let's have a punt. They're at the gate. And they're off. Goes up the inside of... She's cutting loose now. He's trying. Can he do it? She's going to blow. Here he comes. Boom. Right over the top. 
before we do get right into it, um, congratulations to Damien Oliver. I just want to say that on retiring and that epic last ride over in the rest. Go and have a look at it um, on YouTube. It is, it's a great watch. Don't get me wrong. He rode the last three winners in an absolute fucking fairy tale of a send-off. Don't know who's writing his scripts, but um, I want him. <laughs> now, can everyone shut the fuck up about it? Because Isn't that enough. he rode for luck on the rail, had to wait for it to all open up. It did part like Moses parted the sea. So that all had to happen for him and all this luck had to happen and that horse had to fucking sprint through that gap and be good enough. Absolute fairy tale stuff. I agree, Jace. I couldn't agree more. And I watched the replay 15 times in amazement. But it wasn't about how good Ollie was. It was about how fucking lucky the cunt got. There was a lot that had to go his way. Hence, oh. Like you said, hence the fairy tale. But, yeah, there's a – fuck, man. Barb's is going. I see your point, but there's yeah, there's going to be a bloke uh, who. Barb's is going to harp soon. on this for twenty, and I, all I'll say is, Quinn's not here. I've got the fucking <laughs> recording. Don't be surprised if we skip through his spiel to get to his best bet. <laughs> <laughs> just had enough of it. Oh, I'm just like I'm going. Yeah, it was unreal, but it was the whole. Uh, everything was unreal about it wasn't to do with him pulling off this thing that no jockey's ever done before. Yeah. How many of them ride for luck on the rail and run into ass and we sit here going, fuck, (laughs) (laughs) me multi. And it just happened that it opened up for him. He didn't do anything fucking special. Yeah. But anyway. Well, yeah, I'm amazed by the fairy tale. How awesome that is. But I want to reiterate that. The skill of Damien Oliver, I can agree with you there. Yeah, he's. I'll still never forgive him for Osipanko. Oh. Right on Osipanko earlier in the year. Fuck off, Damien. <laughs> Who cares about his whole decorated career? Just yeah, that one ride yeah, on Osipanko. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he got no super. <laughs> <laughs> Retiring on nothing Just but wins. Him. Nah, good on him. Good on him. Great um, career. Like, good on the great man, but you are a fucking tin ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of great men and shout outs. We've almost done it already, but a man who almost tipped the fucking card at Bowen to the Reggie's listeners last week, Mr. Ben Keating, how close we were to immortality. Um, That would have been like, you know, we say we will have like a punters club, immortality and honour board. Like that would have been right up the top. Yeah. Tipping a whole card. And fuck, man, like I don't even – Care that it was Bowen and it was small raising. You've still yep. got to pick a lot to go six from seven. That's right. No, he went five from six and one got scratched. So there were seven oh. races. He tipped five winners, one got scratched and one run a place. But I do have the print clip here print. that we'll play. Another little pickup last week. Here we go. We're going to get on a bit of a roll. Claiming it. Guys, Bowen races tomorrow. TAB meeting. Here we go. Race one. Num- number three, Tycoon Baby. Race two, number two, I'll tell you go. Race three, number three, Ruby Sparkles. Race four, number one, Northern Pride. Race five, number two, Ren's Day. Race six, number one, Make It Flashy. And race seven, number nine, Lady of Fortune. 
That I think he would just be too good from two dollars five. You're getting at the time of recording. I reckon he might get the blows come race day, and you get a bit better. He did not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I really think this is his to lose, lads. So that's uh, race nine, number four. Far too easy. Rockets Ruffy's raring to go. We're off to Randwick race two on Saturday, sixteen hundred metres. Horse two, Vegas Outlaw. This thing's on a roll. Fucking oath, the boys. How good printing. That was um, the start of that clip with Keto was the sound of print. How good was the scratching sound? That yeah, <laughs> that caught me off guard. I was like, great work, work Gilly. Gilly. Fucking oath. Oi, we 100% confirmed that he is related to Adam. Because yeah, he was in line. That photo of him is fucking Adam Gilchrist. That is got a bit of Gilly in him for <laughs> sure. Like that he look. He is a Gilly. Yep. And I mean, it's in the nicest way, Gilly, but you've got the Gilly ears, mate. <laughs> you've got the Gilly ears. <laughs> and you, all the listeners will know oh, what I mean. The big Gilly ears. Yep. Yeah, but how good was that, man? So um, we were one ride off absolutely printing. The best bet slip I saw, this is off Keto's Bowen Tips. The best slip I saw was $2 into two grand from his Fuck tips. Me. Just missed the one winner because the last winner paid eight bucks. Yeah, that was his big. That wasn't one that was paying the most. Yeah, so, um, oh, it was just so close. And there, there's a bit of a story, but um, big shout out to Tommy Button as well. We don't mention him enough on the show at uh, TBR. Tom Button Racing trained a couple of winners. Got a real nice horse there, Northern Pride, I think, and also Ruby Sparkles. That was probably the most impressive yeah, one there absolutely. for him. And congrats to Gabrielle Simmons as well. She rides for TBR, rode some nice winners. And, uh, Gabby, if you are listening, which I know you would be, tell Keto to go and get fucked next time you see him. <laughs> <laughs> Any context behind that? Uh, if he mentions the ride on Make It Flashy one more time, just look him in the eye and say, Keto, <laughs> fuck off, cunt. Stand your ground, Gabby. <laughs> These Keating, just, these Keating boys can get lippy. And then just mic drop him and walk off. Yep. Don't give him a chance. <laughs> and then he'll think about it for the next fucking <laughs> two months. <Yeah. laughs> oh. I'd love to see that. That'd Look on his face. Um, how's the form on Saturday on us? So just got to Brizzy. I'm having a few beers. Mrs. is getting ready um, in the hotel room. I'd already put the $80 punters club money on Shy Guy, which was Jace's bet. Got it at $4.80 earlier that morning and it blew out to $7.50 by the time it jumped. I was so pissed. So I said in the uh, group, I said, boys, do we double down? And Jace and Barb's were keen as mustard. So it it obviously meant redepositing the money that we were meant to save that week and doubling down. I said, nah, it's got to be a unanimous vote. We've got to wait for Tom. Ten minutes before jump, Tommy comes in and it just said double. <laughs> I was like, fuck, right Swing. Threw another hundred on it and it run. It didn't lose. It run last. Shocking run. Could not, could not have run further towards the back. It just so stopped. As soon as it got to the straight, it just went, nah. We saved uh, zero last week. <laughs> but the Moya, so... Abs, that is the definition of the Moya. Yeah. Unanimous what a story vote, it would have been. 
about 20, 30 minutes beforehand, we just went, oh, well, if it loses, this makes a good yarn. The well, boys doubled down for the punters club. We just didn't want to see it go around at $7.50 and we got measly odds of $4.80. Yeah. I wasn't that nervous. That was the thing. I saw the price rise and turn. I wasn't nervous. I was like, I'm pretty fucking confident, an old shy guy. Oh. And a shy guy and two plus three. Yeah, five on Shy Guy, no good. No, no. No good. <laughs> but hopefully the tide turns this week. Bloody oath. So all in multi, blue bet all in multi this week. I'm going to kick it off and we're going big. It's Christmas fucking time and we are going large. I predict double figure odds for this multi. I'm going to, uh, where are they racing? Murray Bridge, not Morfordville. Murray Bridge, race five. Horse 7, Rockstar Megzy. I really struggled to find one this week, but I backed Rockstar Megzy first up over 1,000 metres. Stubby Holder's on board. She just missed, she, and I was fuming about it too. She gets back, a long way back, and she flies home. I'm hoping the rising distance from 1,000 to 1,200 just suits up because if I have to see her lose by a pimple again, I will not be happy. So that's me. I'm going... Murray Bridge, race five, horse seven, rock star, Megzy. You're getting $3.10 to win. Thank you very much. Fucking big odds. You go. Right, I will uh, save the megastar for last <laughs> while he's on hiatus. So for my all-in bet this week, I'm going Deontay Wilder, knockout. So the bronze bomber has been looking to make a statement here. His power will be way too much for Joseph Parker. We're getting about a dollar forty odds here, but uh, Gropa and Tommy's bets. Gropa will lift, and I got a feeling that Tommy will as well for the value, so I can stay with something a bit safer. Right, oh, sounds good. Now this is going to have a bit of a spiel in it as well before his blue bet, so we'll play the whole thing. Gilly, you got some work to do. <laughs> Flat stick tonight. What's going on, lads? Tommy here, just down at Agnes. Tipping a few in off a keg. Had about six swims today. Fish and chips. It's all happening. I'm loving it. And I hope everything's going well there. I'm sure the other two have been dribbling your ear off. Uh, my blue bet all-in bet for this week is Anthony Joshua to win by knockout. I think that's paying about $2.70 thanks Ooh, yeah. to blue bet. I think he makes a statement and gets back into the circle to try and Get those heavyweight titles. Um, Joy Upper fighting as well. He's paying about a dollar. So <laughs> thought I wouldn't go near that. But reckon there's a bit of value there for Joshua. Hopefully it doesn't go to points or decision. But I think, yeah, I think he gets the job done. So that's my bet this week. Um, yeah, all the best legends for Christmas. And through to the new year. Stay out of each other. Have a good one. Beautiful. Loving life Beautiful. Down So we've got two Tom. fights. We do. Two fights in the all-in. Biffin. Wow. Um, go the Bluey specials and you will find the Reggie's podcast, Blue Bet All-In Multi. Gamble responsibly. As always. <laughs> um, we'll move into a bit of old boy action. Go, you bastard. Come on, you little bastard. Get up there, son. Got it, you little I'm going to go first with Keto. Sorry. See, this is I knew this was going to happen at least once where I'm doing fucking too many things at once. I'm trying to play it. I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to read. It's all happening. Quinn, He's got a lot on his back. Quinn, you're not allowed to go on holidays, mate. Keto first, eh? Surely he's going to be lippy. Reginalds, what a week in sport. Anyway, the guys would have covered everything there. 
Keto's Collectors, Old Boys Blue Bet has got just a little Christmas cheer going into Christmas. And let me just start off by saying Merry Christmas to all the listeners, the Reggie fraternity. Um, hope you and your families enjoy the festive season and have a lovely day on Christmas Day. This week, I'm going to try something different. A two-leg multi. Ooh. Now, both these horses are going to be ridden by Celine Gaudry. That's right, Dion. <laughs> um, both in Melbourne. So, Melbourne race seven, number one, Matron Bullwinkle. And Melbourne race ten, number one, Sandy Prince. Now, they are both top weights. So, of course, they're carrying weight. I think uh, Sandy Prince might be dual accepted. So, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and like I say... It's 20 to 1, the multi to win. Ooh. I think you can get 3 to 1, 350 the place. So, guys, you do what you want to do with that. Um, yeah, and we'll speak next week after we've uh, the fat man's come down the chimney. <laughs> Stay safe, guys. I'm going to definitely be jumping on that because he would be feeling nice and warm oh, after the, yeah, he would. the big print last week. He's relaxed. He's ready to print. And you can tell because he'll go... You know, I'm surprised he hasn't found bloody El Patronus at 60 to 1 yeah. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. He loves it. He loves a roughie. Yeah, I no, love good it. Good on you, Keto. Yeah. I was. I thought he was going to harp on way more. About his winning? Yeah. No, he's a modest man. He is. <laughs> at times. Good on him for saying Merry Christmas too. Yeah. Cheers, Lucky Keto. we remembered to say it at the start. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have looked like shit cunts. <laughs> Um, we go Pedro next. Yep, that's usually the form. G'day, Reggies. Well, time for Pedro's picks. I was unlucky again last week. Fucking oh, so unlucky. Week. How have we not talked but about that? I will attack again. Got this week, got a four-leg EPL multi yeah. uh, on Saturday night. Got four games we're going to attack. There's, there's about six games on that night, but I'm going to play it slightly conservative, but I'm going to jump on a game that's going to jack these odds right up. So you got four leg Molly. You got West Ham to beat Man United. West Ham are at home. We got Newcastle to beat Luton. Got Fulham to beat Burnley. And the top of the table clash between Arsenal and Liverpool. Oh, no. is it? Uh, I'm going to get on Arsenal. They uh, they do struggle with against Liverpool, but we are in form. This is the game of the year so far. This is going to be the fucking cracker. So that's jacked the odds up a bit. So did the West Ham game as well over Man United. But thanks to Bluebet, it's paying about nineteen dollars. So fucking got some high figures there. Love it. West Ham over United, Newcastle over Luton, Fulham over Burnley, and Arsenal over Liverpool. Attack that, boys! And just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Stay safe, play hard, enjoy. Get around your family, get around your mates, and. Uh, have a great one, guys. Cheers. Fucking oath. He so loves Premier League multi. $20 multi followed by a $20 multi. What, yeah. 19? The boys. And he's taken on the Reds. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. It's at. He's, Is it definitely at Anfield? It's at Anfield. Ooh. I'm fucking 99 Well, that's where sure. he's getting his odds from. It's at Anfield, which is your odds, but like, dude, it's hard to go there and oh, yeah. get anything more than a 60, point at 60,000 fucking. Um, Scousers. Scousers in Yeah, she's out of Anfield. That's great. a big, but huge game. Top of the table clash. Massive game. So unlucky last week. Yeah, so. so we didn't really mention that, but he's gone Man City to beat Crystal Palace, as you fucking would. $1.16. And they drew. But like you said, 
Palace always go to the Etihad and somehow get a point or three. Yep. They've had some like big wins and big draws yep. in recent years. Remember that goal Antros Townsend scored years ago? So I got on the full volley from fucking like 30, 40 oh, yards. Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. That was yeah, another yeah. game where they just, I don't know, I completely forgot about it until I saw the 2-2 and I went, that's such a game for Pals to draw. Yeah. And but shout out to um, the captain of Luton. What's his name? Tom Lockyer. Tom Lockyer has actually collapsed on the field. That was, yeah. At the, about the 60th minute mark um, on Saturday night. That was another one of his legs, which... They haven't finished that yeah, game. Yeah, so that game got called off. It was like 60, 70 minutes in. Yeah. Um, Is he collapsed. all right? Yeah, so he's in a stable condition now. But yep. um, I think it's happened in the past for him before too. So really? it's been an ongoing issue. Wow. So, yeah, he's stable, doing well now. But shout What's out to – the go? It happens because it's happened to um, – Christian Eriksen. Christian Eriksen at the Euros. It's wild. How it's scary they... how much it happens. Even like other sports as well, like Harry Nara. He passed mm. out last year too. But yeah. you think like football is – soccer is such a like fitness-orientated sport. Like yeah. you need to be able to run yeah. for 90 minutes straight. So yeah. when you see blokes who are at their peak fitness collapsing, it's concerning. Yeah, so 100%. Concerning. But good to see that he's doing well now. Shout out to the Bournemouth because I saw videos of the crowd just dead silence. It was almost eerie but showed a lot of respect. Yeah. Which is good on them. Yeah, and they will have to finish that game. Yeah. But, what is the um, go? Do they completely restart the fixture or do they continue? They didn't do that for um, the Denmark game when it the, happened yeah. at the Euros. I know they didn't do that. I wouldn't have thought they could restart the game. Surely they can't just play like 30 minutes of football. But they have to because you can't not finish it. Yeah. Unless, unless both sides agree to take a point and say – like, that would have to be written in a contract and shit. Some sort of clause, yeah. Because there's, like you say, right, oh, the game is finished and you both get a point because it was a draw. Yeah. If it was 2-0 to a team, then you then there's no way that the other team would just cop that. Yeah, they'd want a replay. Because it's one all, I think maybe they'll take a point each and, yeah. and move Something on. Something. Maybe. To look into. See what they've done in the past, um, at least. Uh, let's go Rocket, eh? Yep. Boys, punters, Queenslanders, Rockets, Ruffies, we're to go. We're off to Randwick on Saturday. Race 6, horse 4, Afterlight. Your favourite jockey, Barry, on board. Waller, the trainer. $5 a win, $2 a place. Jump on it, stay hard. Beautiful. Short, sweet, beautiful. Didn't even mention, see how humble he is? Didn't even mention that he got us a $5 winner last week. Yeah. <laughs> he's humble, isn't he, yeah. old Rocket? Short and sweet, and uh, I'll be back in that, as I always do. I'll tell you what, isn't going to be short and sweet. <laughs> old, old cattle dog. <laughs> this next cunt. Is there going to be a bark, actually? That needs to be addressed, because he won. No, but was... I don't think he will, because he's like he said he's not going to bark. I love how... he like, was blaming the losses on the bark, so now he's had a win. Oh, yeah. He's going to keep it nice. I love how the um, we just played the print spiel, and... He said, "It'll get out, yeah. <laughs> and it come into a dollar sixty not. by the time it jumped." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a very uh, short favourite. Fuck, we were just peppering him in the chat, <laughs> just going, "Oh man, it can't possibly lose. There's no way. This is it." Yeah, Barb's. no pressure, bars, nothing it. This at is all, it. man. And just, oh, I can just see him. He would have just been pacing. quaking in his boots. <laughs> and the fact, the funny part was the big goodbye. 
was Tom's punters the week before. Yeah. And it was in the race. And I was like, I am not letting this thing go around without having 10 measly dollars on it because this has a storyline of the big goodbye winning <laughs> and beating the dollar sixty. Anyway, oh. so I had a tenner and it lost. And the it was, big it was good. I was happy. Yeah. But I couldn't let it go around and have nothing. So a little bit, little bit of an omen. It's that. Tommy uh, Tommy Barbary's Barb's the Brizzy Horseman's <laughs> Punters Club this week too. So let's see what he's going to do. Drag with us his, out with the his hundred. Yeah, we got a hundred to make up yeah, too because we, we doubled down. <laughs> Reggie's. <laughs> yes, TV, the bark's back. It might have jumped $1.60, but at the time of recording, far too easy, it was $2.05. So for those that got on early, you're fucking welcome. You've doubled your money. <laughs> I just want to recognise the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. No, I'm not talking about Brett, the hitman heart. D. Oliver, stand up and take one last bow, son. Ollie, what a career. I'm and end it the way you did riding oh, the last three winners on your chance. very last day, back at your home track where it all started in Perth. I don't think anyone could have uh, ended their career in more fitting of a fashion and uh, probably doing it the only way you know how, on top. It'll be a long time before we see another one like him, boys. Well done, Ollie. And, uh, yeah, Jace, I'm fucking well aware J-Max right up his ass, but uh, let Ollie have his moment in the sun, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I never... Haven't had a huge it. amount of time for the form this week. Had a bit on. What do you mean um, fucking So, therefore, doing? I've only got the one bet, but it is my bet for the Blue Bet Punters Club, so that's where we'll be going. Been getting organised to go away. Mrs. Barbs and I are heading off on Friday, the big long road trip down to Victoria uh, for Christmas. So that'll be uh, that'll be something to look forward to. I just want to thank all the Reggie's listeners. I want to thank the old boys and uh, especially you three weapons on that couch and Quinn um, for letting me be a very small part of the show. I absolutely love it. To all the sponsors and everyone that supported the boys in the show this year. Is thank Ollie you very much. To everyone involved, Merry Christmas. Stay safe. Eat plenty. Drink plenty. Have a ripper of a time with friends and family. But more importantly, get up on Boxing Day and watch the Aussies absolutely fucking dominate at the G. These Pakistanis stand no chance after the absolute fucking shamozzle. But we're going late in the day. Eagle Farm Race 10, number one. Go, Wanji. <laughs> This gelded son of Juan Gina has been luckless at his two starts, his campaign in similar grade with two very close up seconds after having a weave to weave a passage from back in the field. But you can't knock this horse's uh, record. He's had 15, uh, sorry, 14 career star- eight, 14 career starts for eight wins. Uh, a strike rate more than 50% winning rate. Um, and I think he can get it stand it to nine from 15 this week under young gun apprentice Jake Malloy. He'll take the three kilos off, bringing him down to 58 and a half um, from barrier one. I really think he's a horse to beat in this. Um, he's also never run out of a place at Eagle Farm. Uh, I think he's six starts at the track, three wins, two seconds and a third. And he's won from one track and trip at the 1400. Steps to 1400 now. Uh, looks ideal. And at $4.50 at the time of recording, I can't see anything wrong with that. So I'll be having 100 on the snout. Barb's is best. Eagle Farm, race 10, number one, go Wanji. Like I said earlier, boys, Merry Christmas. Stay safe. And more importantly, keep it stiff, lads. Happy punning. I told him. <laughs> yeah, I your speakers him. weren't playing up there. The big G just skipped straight <laughs> through the dribble of a spiel. Wow. I warned him that all day. That me because nah. I wasn't paying attention. Then I just said, oh. I let the Ollie thing go. I yeah. let it go. I let it go. I let and him have his moment. He's right. Let him have his moment in yeah. the sun. I was let, just to clarify too, I never once said, no, nah, no, nah, <laughs> fuck that. J-Max way better. So... <laughs> I think I've put that in his head today. Not you, just J-Mac. I yeah. said, he said something about group ones. And I said, mate, J-Mac's fucking 30 and he's, he's you know, around that age. He's going to fucking 
I think Jamek will surpass He'll him. He'll go past him by miles. Definitely. <laughs> but, um, Barb's actually said not when I knock him out at the Magic Millions. Calling out <laughs> J-Mac, eh? Big, big stuff. Is there a spot anyway, left on the boxing card? Anyway, you got skipped. Um, <laughs> I fucking threatened it. You did. There's uh, two more weeks of, of this. Word. Two more weeks of this too. <laughs> Quino's not here for another two episodes, so uh, yeah. yeah. Make make a short and sweet, bar. Can you ring Rocket? <laughs> <laughs> Take a leaf out of his fucking book, mate. <laughs> Fuck, we've had a few beers. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. But it has been a great year. He's not wrong. We've got one more show before the end of the year, so we'll yep. do, do the big wrap-up next week, eh? Definitely. But, um, no, nah, I hope you've enjoyed it. Not we'll, a great uh, show without the big megastar. Yeah, yeah. But, um, a bit different. Yeah, bit different. it is a different. I fucking had a great time. Different dynamic, but, yeah, loved it. Great stuff. We'll see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.